This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Welcome to Covered in Pet Hair, a boozy show for pet lovers on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Isabel Alvarez-Rada, and today I have the pleasure of having a drink and a chat with a holistic cat expert that's going to help me debunk some black cat myths. I'll tell you all about her and introduce you as soon as we come back from these messages from our sponsors. Take a bite out of your competition. Advertise your business with an ad in Pet Life Radio podcasts and radio shows. There is no other pet-related media that is as large and reaches more pet parents and pet lovers than Pet Life Radio. With over 7 million monthly listeners, Pet Life Radio podcasts are available on all major podcast platforms. And our live radio stream goes out to over 250 million subscribers on iHeartRadio, Odyssey, TuneIn, Stitcher, and other streaming apps. For more information on how you can advertise on the number one pet podcast and radio network, visit PetLifeRadio.com slash advertise today. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Covered in Pet Hair. I'm your host, Isabel Alfarez-Rada, and today I have the pleasure of having a drink and a chat with a pet parent, a telepathic animal communicator. She's an entrepreneur, a board-certified holistic health practitioner for cats, a holistic health coach for cats. Mm -hmm. She's a Reiki Level 2 certified practitioner, a mind-body-spirit release practitioner, a coffee lover, a fitness fanatic, an aspiring Mm -hmm. gardener, (laughs) <laughs> he was born in Houston, Texas, and now lives in Georgetown, Texas, which is near Austin, I just learned, even though I live in Texas and should probably know that. She is Katma to Aileen. Is that right? Did I pronounce that correctly? Aileen. Aileen and Gunner, both kitty cats that she loves to feed raw, right? Yeah. Absolutely best cared cats in town, I bet. And she is the founder of Perfectly Holistic. Her name is Pam Roussel. Welcome, Pam. It's so good to have you on the show. Thank you so much. It's great to connect with you after meeting each other at Super Zoo. This this is fun. I know. I know. I'm super excited. It's so great to see you again and to share a drink with you. But before I ask you what you're having, I'm going to introduce our drinking game today and wish everybody a happy Halloween. Here we are celebrating the season. I've got all of this set up and today's drinking game word is right here. So anytime you hear this word, the secret word is spirit. You take a drink of whatever you're enjoying, but please be sure you do not drink and drive. Always drink responsibly and make sure you're of age wherever you're joining us from. So what are you having tonight, Pam? I am having my beloved coffee. <laughs> I'm a coffee. I'm a coffee. coffee. Yes. She's a coffee drinker. Coffee she, well, in honor of Black mm-hmm. Cat Appreciation, I'm having a Black Cat cocktail. And it is in a trick-or-treat glass that I got in the Target dollar section. So thanks, Target, for hooking that up. So cheers. <laughs> Here is to Black Cats and to you being Black on the cat. show. Absolutely. <laughs> mm, yeah. The Black Cat cocktail is actually delicious. 
I know you're holistic, so you probably don't have any of these in your house, but it's made with vodka, cherry whiskey, mm-hmm. cranberry, and Coca-Cola. It wow. is delicious. It is very mm-hmm. refreshing. It is somewhat sweet, not too strong. Cheers. I highly recommend this cocktail and I love a black cat. So on that (laughs) note, I want to play our first game, which is black cat mythology. And are you ready to play? Let's play. Let's do it. Okay. So I'm going to give you some statements and you're going to tell me if they're true or false. Okay. First one is the ancient Egyptian goddess Bastet was a black cat from the neck up and a woman from the neck down. She granted misfortune to those who housed cats. True or false? True. She actually granted good fortune to them and she was the goddess of female sexuality, fertility, and motherhood. Isn't that so cool that Egyptians actually like venerated this black cat? You know, there's an expression that says the Egyptians used to treat cats like like gods, and they have never forgotten that. <laughs> exactly, exactly right. They are the gods. And They're actually, cats. speaking of, in ancient Egypt, crimes against cats were punishable by death. True or false? That's true. It is absolutely true. All right. Next one. In most Western cultures, black cats have typically been looked upon as a symbol of evil omens. Specifically, being suspected of being familiars of witches or actually shape-shifting witches themselves. True or false? True. I looked it up and this is what it says. It's defined as a demon supposedly attending and obeying a witch. Hmm. Often said to assume the form of an animal. So I guess any animal can be a familiar. And I guess they do their dirty work. I guess so. That's (laughs) sad that they had to pick a black cat <laughs> i know i know well the, the sadness continues oh no <laughs> during the middle ages devil fearing christians killed black cats because of their perceived proximity to the underworld true mm. or false i think that's true i think i read that it is true and actually they killed cats so much that they actually were overtaken by rodents which was not a good idea because it led to plague right yes You're messing up the whole ecosystem balance there. Exactly right. All right. In the U.S., National Black Cat Day is celebrated on October 27th. Yes, it is. It is so true. In Celtic mythology, the cat Sith stole the souls of the recently deceased. True or false? I want to say true, but I think there's an element that might be false. I don't remember. No, it's true. It's true. And apparently in Scotland, and I don't know if this is done now, but it's at some point it was done where cats, people would like engage and play with cats, give them sprinkle catnip all over the house during burials so that the cat wouldn't go and steal the soul before the body went underground. Cats loved the burials. They were like, I get so much attention. I don't know why. But here they are playing with me and giving me catnip. Kind of a positive reinforcement for something we really don't want them to celebrate. All right. The fear of black cats carried over to the Salem witch trials when Mm. ownership of a black cat could be included in charges of witchcraft. Just owning a cat. Could that be considered witchcraft? I almost want to say yes, that was true. It is true. Just owning the cat. (laughs) Just owning the cat was enough 
to make you a witch, the black cat specifically. Yes. All right, in yeah. China, black cats are associated with poverty. False. It's actually true because they believe they take your money. Oh my goodness. Oh, I thought Isn't they were associated with good luck. So, okay. That might be the next one. Oh. In Japan, in Japan, having a black cat makes a woman less desirable. True or false? Less desirable? I think false. It is false. In Japan, cats are considered good luck. Black cats are considered good luck. Okay. And they actually say that a single woman with a black cat is, I guess, just better um, in the dating scene than one that doesn't have a black cat. Well, that makes sense to me. <laughs> that makes sense to me too. <laughs> All right, next one. There are 22 cat breeds that can yield black cats. True. That is true. In German folklore, a black cat lying at the bedside of a sick person indicates certain death. True or false? Mm, I would probably have to say true. Unfortunately, it is true. No black cats are allowed next to sick people, which is terrible because black oh, cats could be perfect therapy cats for hospice, healers. right? Yes, they're healers. They are healers. All right, black cats are considered a sailor's worst enemy. True or false? Actually, I think that's false. It is false. They're regarded as good luck and have the built-in benefit of rodent control. So, mm -hmm. all right, I have two more for you. Also in Germany, we're going back to German folklore here. A okay. cat crossing your path from left to right means that the cat is granting you a favor. In the other direction, right to left, brings bad luck. True or false? I think that's true. It or certainly is. It yeah. certainly is. The Germans are very specific about their superstitions, mm -hmm. apparently. Mm -hmm. All right. Some people believe that a black cat should be adopted around Halloween because it will be haunted by spirits. False. It is true, which is it's why true. a lot of rescues will not and shelters will not adopt um, out cats in October. Yeah, Black cats true. in October, yeah, because people think that they're going to do some crazy <laughs> ritualistic horrible thing to the cat because they think that the cat is like basically embodied. It's a witch, like yes. it's been haunted, taken over oh, by. Sad. And you know what? There's awful. probably some really crazy loopy people out there that do those kind of things too and yeah so yeah yes i, don't I actually i skipped the gory stuff because there if you do research online and all of these myths i found online and different websites and videos on youtube but if you do some deeper digging you find some really dark stuff when it comes to black cats and how dangerous it is for them to simply exist so actually i have one question for you that's going to lead me into one last question of this game that's going to lead me into questions about who you are and what you're all about so it's reported that black pets are considered less friendly by the general population is that true or false i think that's probably true that people think they're less friendly Mm -hmm. All right, so I want to get into you, your work with cats, specifically with black cats, but I want you to tell me about Perfectly Holistic. What do you guys do? When did you found it and why? That is a great question. So I have been on my own personal health journey since probably around 2004, 2005, something like that, because I had an injury that wouldn't heal with conventional means. And so I kind of jumped out of my comfort zone and tried alternative medicine using acupuncture and Chinese medicine. And it healed in eight weeks, which was mind blowing. 
you know, and the doctor told me not to come back. So I was like double mind blown. Like what doctor tells you not to come back? <laughs> and so that was kind of like my very eye opening experience. And so I started just reading everything I could find, subscribing to natural health websites, great integrative holistic doctors, you know, just anything I could learn. I started learning about supplements and the power of nutrition and, you know, all of that stuff. And then I was led to explore naturopathy for my cat, actually first before myself, because <laughs> my cat was having an issue that the doctors could not, you know, put it, they couldn't figure out what was going on. And they just suggested that I have to go, you know, do allergy testing and use very expensive veterinary food. Mm -hmm. And that just didn't mm -hmm. sit right with me. I'm like, mm -mm, I'm going to take my cat to the naturopath that my friend had told me about because she had gone to this, she started going to this wonderful naturopath clinic back in Houston. And she had seen someone taking her cat there. So she told me about it. And it kind of always stuck with me. I'm like, huh, that's interesting. Okay, well, I'm going to just sock that away until I need it, you know. So when I exhausted all my other veterinary options, I'm like, you know what, I'm going to go check it out. I'm going to go see what they say. Well, they were able to tell me in one 30-minute session what my cat was sensitive to. And they did energy work to clear it. And she was ne she never had a problem with those proteins again, ever. Fast forward a few years later in 2014, one of my cats at the time died suddenly after being revaccinated against my will basically i was gonna have to i was trying to board him so we could go on a family vacation and take four cats instead of six cats because the, the two oldest ones we thought you know let's mm -hmm. just leave them home they're more comfortable whatever and we were going to board them and they required up-to-date vaccinations and i drug my feet because it just didn't feel right to me and so I finally went in and did the paperwork that I needed to get done and turned it in. And then a week later, I mean, not even a week later, though, he started having adverse reactions, like within 24 hours, and he died of heart failure seven days later <gasps> in front of me. So oh that was such a traumatic experience. Sure. And it kind of, not to put it lightly, it rocked my world, right. you know? You see something like that tragic happen to your your pet in front of you and you're blaming yourself because you, you know, like, oh my God, it's because of what I did. I allowed this you know? to happen. I allowed it to happen because I took him in against right. what my gut was telling me was right. You know, <sighs> I'm so just, sorry. you know, so it was hard and I had to get through the guilt that I mm -hmm. carried because of that. Mm-hmm. That whole situation kind of made me sit down and really think about, I've got all this information now. I've learned so much. I can be such a resource to other cat mm -hmm. parents out there who are struggling, who are trying to find answers. And, you know, Snow Bear's passing is what prompted me to start my business. And I was still working full-time job at the time. And so I was still learning and still studying and taking webinars and seminars and, you know, just that constant hunger for, I need to learn this. I need to learn that. I need to learn how to apply this, you know, yes. these modalities and all these different things. I took animal communication about three months after Snowbird died because I wanted to 
connect with him and tell him, you know, how guilty I felt. And we were paired up with team members that took the class. And my team member spoke to him for me and sent me this beautiful written out message from him. And I just sobbed my eyes out because it wasn't about, there was no anger. There was no, I can't believe you did that. You know, it wasn't anything about that. He's like, you need to let go of your grief woman. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, They don't see it the way we do at all. They don't see it like that. It was for a purpose. And I Mm -hmm. think it had to happen a certain way because look at the path you're now on. And if mm-hmm. that hadn't happened, mm-hmm. you wouldn't be on this path, on this journey, fulfilling your destiny, fulfilling the plan and why you came here at this time and how you are meant to serve. Yes. It's always a pet. Yeah. It's always a pet. And it's, it's not always a, pet. it's not always a happy situation with a pet no. that leads people into these jobs. Cause I can tell you from everybody I've interviewed, it's always a pet. But sometimes it's like, for me, I adopted a dog and I needed a dog walker. So I started my dog walking business because nobody called me back. But for so many, it's my dog or my cat or my Mm -hmm. beloved, you know, guinea pig had this happen and there was nobody that could solve this for me. Or I lost a pet in a traumatic way and I wanted to, to honor that by doing something to prevent this from happening to others. I've heard that so many times and it truly is. It's how they bring us to our purpose, right? Mm -hmm. Exactly. So fast forward now, I mean, I've been in business for about seven and a half years. Congratulations. Full time. I know it's so exciting. And you're full time. I'm full time now. I resigned the full time J-O-B. What were you doing? What just curious, what was your background? I've been in the fitness industry for 28 years, actually more than that, probably more like 35 years. So everything from group exercise to personal training, to sales and marketing, and you know, all that. Yes. I I got to the point where I couldn't do to, to, I couldn't work full time. I didn't have time. Right. I was so busy. And I was like, thank you universe. Thank you, God, you know, brought me this far and I'm ready to jump. I met you through the two crazy cat ladies at Super Zoo. You were there to learn all about cats. It sounds like you have like this incessant thirst for knowledge in the field of just holistic healthcare and cats in general. So you have worked with black cats specifically, I'm sure. They come across your, you know, client files. Yes, I have had lots of black cat clients. I'll, I'll tell you, I have clients all over the world. I have clients just everywhere. I don't see really any clients in person. Everything I do is remote, which is great. Yes, yes, yes. It is great. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I I have a collection in my phone of like all of my clients on their own little, you know, photo albums. So I can just scroll through whenever I have to work on somebody. So yeah, I just use their photo and tap into their energy. Yes. I've actually worked with an animal communicator one time before Tim Link. Uh, he was like actually my first guest on this show because he oh, was in touch with Pet Life Radio and he's been such a great friend and colleague. And I remember him asking for photos. So is that how you connect to the pet through a photo? Yes. Yes. And it has to be a photo of the pet by themselves so that I just tap into their energy when I'm muscle testing. And do you have to see the eyes? Not in my case, not in my case, because muscle testing is all about tapping into their energy. 
It's not about looking into their soul with your eyes, through their eyes. Like an animal communicator and even Reiki people, they really need to see the eyes, you know. But with muscle testing, you actually don't look your clients in the eyes when you're testing interesting okay i could do a whole show on on muscle testing now so we're gonna put yeah. you on the calendar for that yes, on the calendar. Um, all right so about black hat why do you think people still believe this nonsense there's always what do we call duality there's good evil right mm. and the people at the top who put forth these ideas these myths a lot of times they do so to misdirect mm. when in fact the opposite is the truth right so you have to do a lot of digging into you know what was the intention that they did that was it for right. control was right. it was it an excuse to be able to go after people that they wanted to label and get rid of so i think you uh, have to look a little deeper at absolutely. who made up the myths and sadly, you know, a lot of that, it doesn't get debunked through the ages. It just keeps carrying forward, you know, because I think as human beings, we are so conditioned to just believe something versus yes. like you and me go, well, hold on a second. Let me go mm -hmm. look that up. You uh -huh. know, <laughs> let me go, let me go read. I don't know. Something about that doesn't sit well with me. So I'm going right. to go digging and i'm gonna go figure it out exactly and it's we don't have the excuse that people in the middle ages had like we have access no. to information now and we need to reprogram these messages like my children yeah. obviously will not grow up thinking a black cat is bad luck on the contrary they will be educated yeah. that black cats are in danger of these superstitions and that mm -hmm. we need to advocate for them not to be so speaking of that the dangers the da there's there are some serious and significant dangers associated with these myths yeah cats are in danger all of october so mm -hmm. because of halloween and the halloween season rescues and shelters won't you know adopt out black cats who could go to happy families because these rescues and shelters have to be careful with whom they you know to whom they're giving yeah. these cats i can only imagine i mean even with just a few handful of, of clients of cats that i've worked on that have come across my path that have a history of abuse of abandonment things like that i don't know their whole stories and their owners don't even know their whole stories but they were traumatized right you know and there's a lot of evil people out there mm -hmm. that just i really i think you just have to you can only describe them as evil they're not right. human they're just right. evil you know who would hurt or harm an innocent animal yes. just for the fun of it i mean that's evil to me and it just it breaks my heart it sickens me and it also creates a really big dangerous situation or really significantly dangerous situation for feral cat communities that have yeah. cats and that they experience fear and trauma like you referenced it is yeah. absolutely horrid to think that somebody for ritualistic practice or for you know superstitious reasons would yeah. harm these animals in any way yeah so many other things you could do besides you know traumatizing an innocent animal i don't i agree that. I agree. There are so many rituals that we could try 
that have nothing to do with animals that completely yeah. leave animals out of it. And that is cats get the worst rap, right? Like they really get the worst rap from people who don't understand them. And it's right. because they are prey and, you know, predator at the same time. And they have to be not only concerned about the predators out there that are wildlife, but they also have to be concerned about being us the predator right like about the humans that have dark intentions for them it's true because cats are so smart they can tell if a human being has a good heart or if there is something off on that person if there is an evil aspect of them they will run they will get the heck out of that you know out of dodge versus someone they know who is loving and you know like cat magnet people like me they just <laughs> but they're also so sensitive so any yes. shift of energy any other presence of energy they know it's there that why do you think they stare at the corners in the ceiling yes well actually you know? i have like, all well, sorts of questions about that stuff um but in the research i was doing too i found i came across some like oracles like modern day oracles on youtube and they all had wonderful things to say about cats or the black cats especially are super intuitive super sensitive good mm -hmm. luck they bring really good omens when you run into them like messages that come from these black cats that you might walk around and see a black cat randomly that's actually a good thing and something that you should welcome so i, I want to take a break it. right here and when we come back i want to dig a little deeper into the afterlife and my ghosts and a little bit of animal communication just sprinkled in there so don't go anywhere i'll be right back with pam from perfectly holistic to talk cat ghost stories For those fortunate to have experienced the deep bond and unconditional love of a companion animal, the death that follows can be one of the most difficult and misunderstood losses to go through. Many times, this devastating loss goes unrecognized and trivialized by family and friends, leaving grieving pet parents struggling to find healthy ways to cope with the loss. In And I Love You Still, a thoughtful guide and remembrance journal for healing the loss of a pet Dr. Julianne Corbin calls attention to the difficulties unique to the loss of a beloved pet and provides an interactive and compassionate guide to help you process your loss and work towards coming to a place of peace and healing. For those interested in journal therapy and looking for a professionally written and compassionate resource to help understand and reconcile the grief associated with the loss of your pet, this book is for you. And I Love You Still, a thoughtful guide and remembrance journal by Julianne Corbin is now available for purchase on Amazon and other major book retailers. Let's Talk Pets. Let's Talk Pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. <laughs> Welcome back to Covered in Pet Hair. I am your host, Isabel Alvarez Rada, and today we're celebrating Halloween. <laughs> we just discussed some black cat mythology and how we're all going to advocate to help black cats get like out of that funk of that bad reputation they've somehow been handed. So I want to play a game with you where I don't want you to give us too much detail because we'll be here all night. And I know you can't be here all night, but I want to play the afterlife. And I have questions for you about how pets perceive the afterlife you're ready to play that sounds good 
I am so excited about this because I have so many questions. So the first question I have, pets recognize when they are going to pass away. True. See, I want to ask so many follow-up questions, but I'm not going to. Sometimes pets <laughs> choose to leave their bodies. True. Pets mourn the loss of other pets that have passed. True. Pets understand when one of their peers has passed away. Like they know they died. True. Pets go to heaven. True. <laughs> pets come back to see us in spirit form. All the time. Pets reincarnate. True. So many questions. Okay, we're gonna have to do a part two of this because I have so many questions. Okay, yeah. So you are a telepathic animal communicator. What does that mean? That basically means I can have a conversation telepathically with an with another animal. You can also have conversations with plants, with you know anything. It's just it's all about energy. We're all energetic beings, but pets, whether they're in body or whether they're in spirit. You can still communicate with them. It's just a matter of learning how to develop that intuitive ability. And that's what great communication classes teach you how to do that, how to tap into that and connect with that being. A lot of times we'll like envision this purple or yellow cord connecting our hearts together. And, you know, it's like really quieting your mind and just being in a nice, quiet, calm state and really focusing in and just asking the angels and the guides to come in and help clear communication for you. So it's very succinct. And, you know, some people communicate well more in sentences form. Some people hear like actual voice words and some people see images and some people have like a, a knowing. It's like download. <laughs> it's like, uh, okay, I know what that is. It's How long did it take you from not knowing this skill to developing it to where you can do it kind of on demand? Well, there's, there's a process, but I learned in an eight hour day in my first teleseminar workshop. And then I took a follow-up advanced class a few months later in another all day seminar. And then you just have to practice, right? you know? So the more you practice, obviously, the better that communication starts to come through and, and clear. And I just recently started practicing channeling. That could be a whole nother conversation. But, <laughs> but it works the same way. You're just writing. You're just writing whatever message is coming through. And before you know it, you have pages and pages of just, you're just, it's like downloads of information. That's amazing. How do you know that that's a message rather than just a monologue from your mind? Well, that's a great question. And that was actually one of the common things that people say, well, how do I know I'm not making it up? And the right. answer was, you're participating in this process. So you are contributing to what you're getting. I've always believed in all this stuff. I actually started being a true believer in 2010 when I said goodbye to my then dog, Bachi. I was just saying goodbye to her like, hey, I'll see you next time I come to visit because she was staying with my mom. I was like right out of college. No, I wasn't. Who am I talking about? I was not right out of college. She was in her older years and my mom kept her because I went to college. But she was in the car. In the back seat, my mom was taking her to a boarding facility, the usual boarding facility we always used to take her to. And we were going on a cruise. And when mm -hmm. I got back, I was going to fly right out back to DC. So I wasn't going to see her. So I was like, oh, I love you, but she'll see you next time. And I kid you not, no lie. I heard the words, this is the last time I'm going to see you. 
I heard those words. Yeah. And it was like, I was like in my hat going on a cruise, you know, like looking all cute. And I walked back into my house, my uncle's there, who's super skeptic, my mom, my sister, and they're all like, why are you crying? And I was like, shook. I was shook. Yeah. I was bawling. I was, I just got a message from Bachi that I'm never going to see her again. And like, part of me didn't believe it. So I didn't give her that extra love. I was like, what are you talking about? But she passed away before I could see her three months later. So she was accurate. It was accurate. She knew. Mm -hmm. And I believe it because it happened to me. And I think that I've taken some classes and I don't feel like I can focus like you are supposed to, to get these messages and stuff that I feel Mm -hmm. like was her forcing me to listen. Yeah. Do pets just send us the message even when we're not kind of like in this meditative moment trying to connect with them? Oh, absolutely. I think they try to get our attention in whatever way is necessary. For example, I have four cats in spirit that visit me on a regular basis because they feel like they need to tell me something. And they upset the two resident cats that are here. And they get very upset. They get very anxious and they cry or one hides and sits under the bed and she won't come out, you know, and she poops on the cat bed instead of in her box (gasps) because she's afraid to go in the hallway where the energy is. And so the other night I sat down, I'm like, okay, Snow Bear, what do you want to tell me? (laughs) And I got my journal and I just started, okay, what do you want to share? And that's when I was just channeling his message for two full pages it's like okay and then the next day they're like okay we're fine it's like he goes away and then he'll come back and he's like i actually do the muscle testing and i'll figure out okay what cat and spirit is here because you know there's four of them and they come back whenever they feel they need to connect with you yeah and they usually have a message or some you know they're here to encourage me or they're here to remind me of something or you know, whatever it is. I even had one of my animal communicator friends tap into them not too long ago before I went to Super Zoo. And I said, please tell them to stop bothering the cat while I'm gone. Please, I want them to eat your food, right? And so she spoke to each of them before I left. And she goes, don't worry, they're only here for you. Right. When you're gone, they're not going to be here bothering them. And sure enough, they were fine. They ate their food. There was no issues. (laughs) <laughs> no, so it was it's it was my attention they were trying to get right. she sent me their beautiful messages and you know all this Aww. it was just it's like okay please don't bother the cats <laughs> yeah that's hard because the other the, the cats in body don't want to be bugged by the cats in spirit i get it i'd prefer you know? my spirits only to come in when i want to talk to them and then i want them gone so speaking of spirits actually i've been yeah. told or i've heard somewhere that when a pet passes yeah. We have to wait like two weeks before we're able to communicate with them. Is that your experience as well? That's a really good question. Yes and no. Okay. It's really the long, the short answer. From the communicators that I've worked with that work for me and that have worked for me in the past, we sat down together one day and we were trying to put together like an FAQ page for people who've never done animal communication. And these ladies are professionals they've been doing it for a while they have a ton of experience and you know for the best results for the clearest communication they recommend waiting at least two weeks 
because there is a transition process that a pet goes through. And when they are, especially for the first two or three days, they're still going to be in your home. They're in this limbo type of phase and they don't quite yet know where they're going to be going and what their next assignment is. They have to go through a process. And so that's why they said, let's tell people to give it at least two weeks. Let the animal find their footing, you know, in their new body, in their new space. And then they're going to have a better idea of what their next journey is too. Right. You know, when they're going through this confusion and transition process, they may not be able to give you some clear answers. But if you give them a little bit of time, then everything becomes clear to them. To them, so they can communicate more clearly. Yeah, so they can communicate better. So that's so what we That is a real, I mean, that makes sense. I mean, there was a, I guess, maybe, I don't know why. I don't know if she was Catholic or she had been raised Catholic, but there was an animal communicator that I listened to like a webinar of ages ago. And she said that for two weeks, they go into St. Francis's arms for rest. And I thought that imagery was really beautiful. I'm Catholic and I've always loved St. Francis. I've been to Assisi and all that. So I always love that imagery where they are kind of like taken care of for two weeks. Mm -hmm. And then they are finally able to kind of check back in. But my bocce passed away in 2010. Is she still bocce? Like if I were to hire an animal communicator to check in with bocce, Mm -hmm. is she still going to be that same being she was? Yeah. Always check in with the pet, even if it was 20 years ago. We just need a photo because that was their energy. Their energy just changes form. It's not destroyed. You know what I mean? It just continues on in a different form. So yeah, you can call them in today and they, it's like they're sitting right here with you and you can have a conversation with them. It's the coolest thing. That is they never leave. They never leave. They may have like one of the cats that I, my soul kitty, Hershey, I kind of got the sense that he had an assignment to go do for a while and then he would be back. And he came back. He came back this spring. He was one of the four visiting me. <laughs> Okay. You know, I mean, they're not necessarily here all the time. Right. It's like they have it. They have a purpose. Mm-hmm. When they transition, they may have a job to do. Like one of my clients, cats, his job, and he told them, I'm the secretary of the universe and I've got a job to do for now. And that's, that's why a I big job. That's a big job. <laughs> secretary of the universe. But he's that personality. He's like, okay you can go do that job, you know? Yeah. Some of them have, you know, their little soul journeys. Just like ours. Just like ours. They have little soul journeys. They have soul contracts with us. And yes, they can come back. They may have to go off. And like one of my cats said he was going to go teach other cats. Let me see if I get this right. He was going to teach other cats about spirituality. Oh, does he, okay. Can you add me to the to the roster on that class, please? I'd like to I'd like to take his class, please. <laughs> right, right. I mean, it's so cool, you know, because I guess if you think about it, all sentient beings were we have like they say old souls versus young mm-hmm. souls. How many mm-hmm. times have they been around the you know the circle and doing all this? Right. So there were a young soul. They may not have as much soul experience mm-hmm. as a, as an older soul that's kind of been around a few times and done the done the incarnation several times is like oh i learned that lesson a long time ago you know i'm not going to make that same mistake again i mean that's why we're all on this journey right so i think animals is no different 
they have their soul journeys to go through and they could come back. They may look the same. They may be in a different body. Right. But they might be this, they're the same soul, you right. know, but somewhere yes. on a soul level, we know and right. we recognize each other, you know, because energy recognizes energy. Oh, I love that. It's a beautiful thing. It really, it really is. is. It really is. And that's what's so hard when they pass is we're not yeah. only used to them, we're used to how they make us feel, which is all about right. that energy they share with us. So yeah. tell me, how can my audience learn more about you and all of your experts and all the awesome things that you offer at Perfectly Holistic? I have two websites. I have perfectlyholistic.com. That's P-U-R-R-R, perfectlyholistic.com. Three R's, three R's. Three R's. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> and then shop.perfectlyholistic.com is my e-commerce site with all the cat. It's dedicated to cats. So we have services, we have products cat supplies, cat furniture, as well as a whole host of supplements, nutraceuticals, things like that for cat, for health issues and things. We are on social media, so Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. And then weekly, I'm doing some kind of a live presentation somewhere on one of those channels for some event. Well, I just want to yeah. propose a toast to you for being so awesome and Thank for making you. the lives of cats so much better. Cheers. Thank you. Cheers. This has been fun. <laughs> I'm sure that I will see more of you because I'm going to put you on the schedule to talk more about this afterlife stuff that I have um, so many questions about. Yes. I also want to propose a toast to our executive producer, Mark Winter. Mark, thank you. And to our audience, thank you for joining me and happy Halloween and happy Dia de los Muertos. I hope that you all have a fun weekend, fun Halloween celebrating please be safe and please mm -hmm. advocate for black cats so that we don't see the cruelty that we continue to see year after year for these awesome awesome intuitive sensitive beautiful creatures here's to a life covered in pet hair because there's no better way to live cheers please cheers thank you thank you don't forget to subscribe like and hit the notification bell to see more of my awesome interviews with awesome people and if you are listening to this on any of the podcasting platforms, please review our show so that we can get it out to more pet lovers like you. Thanks again, and I'll see you soon. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.